I will be proud to lead you wonderful guys into battle anytime, anywhere. That's all. Spores, kicks, and fires. He struck him out looking. It's over. It's over. The Rangers have won the World Series. Ranger fans, you're not dreaming. The Rangers are the World Series champions. Where are we at in society today? Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Appreciate that question. It's the miracle on ice. It's Tiger in 05. It's history in the making. This is the Drake Toll Show. You are not dreaming. The Texas Rangers have won the World Series for the first time ever. 63 years as a franchise and 52 years in Arlington. 52 years in the state of Texas. The heartbreak of 2011 cannot be overstated. The loss in 2010 to get your feet wet in the World Series. And then you wait over a decade before you win one. You finally take one home for not just the city of Arlington, for not Dallas, certainly not for Fort Worth after what the Star-Telegram has done, (laughs) but for the entire state of Texas. This is the Drake Toll Show. Cameron Stewart is landing as we speak on a tarmac somewhere. I I forgot to ask where exactly he is and what he's out for, but he's out till 1220-1240. Aaron, did he ever tell you? No. I figure it's my business. A little mysterious. <laughs> yeah. A little mysterious. Cameron Stewart out of the office today. Aaron Sexton produces, and there's no one here to interrupt while I announce that. For the Rangers this season, I, I think the, the the more distant we've got from this, by the way, 254-662-1660, that's the CMC Auto Group phone line. Call us at 256621660 on the CNC Collision text line. Get involved in today's show. Our question of the day, Bear Games question of the day, where were you when the Texas Rangers last won the World Series? Should be a pretty easy answer. We'll start off the show talking about the parade, 12-15 in Arlington. Parades in Dallas in November usually don't go well. Parades in Arlington in November, a different story. That starts in 15 minutes. I know we've got a lot of listeners that are up there listening on SyntechSportsFan.com or also on YouTube at 12-20. Let's take it through a college football preview, a Big 12 recap. Texas Tech and TCU going down to the wire. TCU with a 21-20 lead. And then Texas Tech pulls it off by a touchdown, intercepting Josh Hoover on the final possession of the game. What do bowl games look like for Big 12 teams, SEC teams across Texas? And Monday, college basketball is back. Kansas State and USC, the marquee game Monday night. We'll break all that down at 1220 across the college landscape. At 1240, the Cowboys and the Eagles meet on Sunday. What do we need to learn from this game for the Dallas Cowboys? Is it a must win for Mike McCarthy and company as they try to prove this squad lost a fluke to the 49ers, that the 49ers are, are, are reeling right now, and that Dallas can recollect and not just win the division, but also find their way to the Super Bowl? We learned that, at least part of it, on Sunday against the Eagles. 1 o'clock, Texas high school football preview for the area and beyond. The playoffs start next week, meaning tonight is the final night of football 
for a lot of locals and the final night of high school football for many of our seniors out there as well. At 120, the Rangers will likely be the favorites to win the AL next season and possibly the preseason favorite to win the World Series and do it again to repeat. And then at 140, we'll predict all the college football games, the major college football slate, and the NFL for this weekend. Back to the Texas Rangers, Bruce Bochy comes out of retirement. This time last year, he was coaching his little league, his grandson's little league team, comes out of retirement and wins the World Series. What, what I sat down last night and really the night before following the win and thought about was where I was in 2011. And being in, in a living room, watching the game with friends and family, thinking, all right, you fell apart in game six, but there's still an opportunity in game seven to come back and win it. There was still the, man, it's as heartbreaking as game six was. The roster the Rangers have, and if you think back to it, you remember where you were at the same time, the Cardinals weren't that good of a baseball team. They weren't supposed to make the playoffs. They were pushing 10 games out of the postseason race come mid-August. They didn't feel as though they were going to even make it to October, much less November, and the Texas Rangers fell apart. The Rangers that season had more All-Stars. They had more All-Stars than anybody else in the league, and they were built to win the World Series. Having gone in 2010 and already experienced the Fall Classic, you thought, all right, here's your opportunity to take one. And to me, what makes this World Series win so much more special is the fact that I vividly remember 2011. Now, from, I remember I was, in, I was in fifth grade. I'm sure it was very different for you. You could have been in college. You could have been out of college watching at the game. Uh, everybody has a different experience, but it's one of the beautiful parts about sports. And I mentioned this yesterday. It's the reason that I don't really like sports movies is I go in, I watch a sports movie, and it cannot recreate or replicate what actual sports gives me. When I go to a real sports game, when I go see the Rangers, who were 68-win team last year, who lost 100 games the year before, who have been so bad the last six seasons, when I see that team flipping around to win a World Series, it, it only makes sense because in the world of sports, things like that exist. In the world of cinema and film, they exist in the fiction realm, and I don't particularly like watching fiction movies. Last night, this is, this is actually wild. This is on par. You ever seen the movie Fargo? I watched the movie Fargo last night, Coen Brothers. And at the beginning of the movie Fargo, it's like an hour and a half long movie. You ever seen it? Yeah. Comedy movie? Beginning of the movie, it says... Dark comedy. But dark yeah. comedy, yeah. right? Which I, th- I, I think it's beautiful. I love a dark comedy. It's a comedy. great movie. I lo- it's a great movie. Beginning of the movie, it's... These events are based on true stories. We have changed the name of victims out of respect to their families, but also out of respect the victims and their families. We have left the entire story exactly as it happened in Minnesota and North Dakota. So after the movie was over, I get to watch Fargo, had some buddies over, we had some brews, watch the movie, go, wow, I wonder what the real, why didn't they show the pictures of the real people at the end and tell us an update on their lives? I Googled it. It didn't happen. The Coen brothers, they, they lied. lied. Yes, they they, they put lied. in the beginning of the movie and said this, this entire movie is a true story unchanged, and they lied. I, I had I was why and I was so I'm glad they did it. I have no qualms with why they did that because I watched it with a different lens. I was more engaged with the movie Fargo last night because they told me it was a true story. If you tell me a sports movie is a true story, same deal. I'm going to be more engaged and be more involved because now I can probably get behind what you're doing. Though most sports movies, a la and Angels in the Outfield, I can't do that. That's not that's not for me because you cannot script it the way that some teams and some organizations do it. The way the Texas Rangers did it in 2023 to win a World Series. Now, I, I, I do want to give a, let's take a second here to talk about the dream scenario of winning a World Series. 
it it would have been cool. It would have been cool to have done this in Arlington. Would have been cool to have done this in front of the home fans after years. But now you get to save that moment. Here's the saving grace to this. There will come a time. I'm confident in this. Could happen within the next couple of seasons. And I told you later on in the show, we're going to talk about the trajectory of the Rangers and their ability to win a World Series next season. You're, you still have something out there to, to, to dream of and to look for. You have not seen, nobody has ever seen the Texas Rangers bring home the World Series in front of the home crowd. That hasn't been a thing. So there's still, it's not like, oh, well, the Rangers won the World Series. Where do we go from here? You know, our, our life is complete. We can just go on, keep on keeping on. They, the, the season tickets, they're going to skyrocket. The fan base is more involved. You created a memory for the younger fans, but there's one thing that's still missing, and I'm thankful for that, and that's the fact the Rangers have not done it in Arlington. We are still, we still don't get the feeling of, man, I paid an arm and a leg to go see them do that in their home stadium. The, the trajectory of this team is a World Series squad again next year. But as I reflect on what happened in 2011, I reflect on what happened in 2010, and then the, the Shin Tzu Chu years before that, and Cole Hamels being the only bright spot for a couple of years where you just go to a game to see Cole Hamels pitch, and then Bartolo Colon is there, and the team sucks, but at least you got to say that you saw Bartolo Colon pitch. That's the best you had to look out for for the Rangers for years. And now, the team went from, oh, they suck. To the point where it's tough to be involved with it. I'm sure you would, as you're driving down the road, listen on CentexSportsFan.com on YouTube, I'm sure you would agree, it takes a maniac to go, on, go in on June 28th and be like, hey man, we can't hang out tonight, the Rangers are playing. I don't care if they're playing the Yankees, I don't care if they're playing Shohei Otani. To be that guy, it's like, ah, you know, can't hang out again tonight, the Rangers are on at 7. Very few of those people exist. There's 162 games this season, so while I have heard the, oh, all these fake Rangers fans are coming out of the woodworks. I, I don't want you to feel bad for not religiously watching a team that was winning 65 games a year for the last six seasons. You shouldn't feel bad about that. You shouldn't feel like, oh, it's my first piece of Rangers merchandise I bought in eight years. That's okay. It's a lot different from football. In football, I can't get with that as much. There are 16, 17 games in the NFL. In college football, there are 12 games. If your team sucks for four years, that's still like you've got one team in football you root for and there aren't, there aren't too many games you're passionate enough, you should be passionate enough, or you're at least you have some sort of tabs on them. Whereas the MLB, I don't think you are a bad fan if you go three days without watching a team's game. If you say, hey, what, what did the Rangers do on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of this week in the middle of July? I don't know, and I think that's okay. I think it's okay. So as you celebrate this, as you celebrate the opportunity for the Rangers to continue to do it, don't feel bad. And there's still more out there. Now, here's a text, 254-662-1660. I'm guessing 75% of these people weren't Rangers at the start of the season, assuming that's related to the fans. And you know what? For somebody like me, who grew up in a Rangers household, who was deeply involved in the ALDS and the ALCS in 2010 and 2011, who was following to the very last pitch of 2014, 2015, 2016, that last AL West title, Somebody like me, I, I couldn't tell you what the Rangers did in 2018. I couldn't give you a firm, oh yeah, here was their record in 2018. Here were the three stars. Here were five guys who did poorly. Because I, I, I'm a Rangers fan and not a maniac. I think that's how the world, I think it's how baseball goes. And to an extent, because there are 82 games in the NBA, it's very similar there. I can tell you, I remember vividly watching 2019. This was, this was spring of 2020. Going into spring of 2020, 
Baylor men's basketball played West Virginia in the Farrell Center late in that 2020 season. I remember that because in college basketball, there's enough to me, 30 games is enough to keep up with. And I'm a huge Baylor fan. But for you, at 82 games in the NBA, I don't expect you to watch every one of these. For a Rangers fan, I don't expect you to watch all 162, but I still expect you to be completely pumped, emotional, and invested. And today, that's where you get to celebrate that with the World Series parade that's taking place right now. Uh, The Rangers' Twitter feed has video of the Rangers in the stadium as we speak. 12-15 is supposed to kick off the parade. Again, I know we have a ton of listeners. Jeff Hughes is out there. He's at the parade today watching the Rangers celebrate their World Series. Bruce Bochy, trophy in hand. Corey Seager, the MVP, a guy who'll be back next year, I'm sure. I'm almost positive Bruce Bochy will also be back next year. This Rangers team gets to celebrate today in Arlington. And we'll keep you updated with that parade as much as we can over the course of the day. Here's another text, 254-662-1660. says, I got a question for you. First, at the start of the season, there were many questions surrounding how good the Rangers would be in 2023 but could improve. One of your coworkers stated if the Rangers won 100 games, they'd run naked down Bagby. Well, 90 plus 2 plus 3 <laughs> plus 4 plus 4. No, I didn't think about that. Aaron, that's 103. They've won 100 games. Real and and here is that was Ward White's. And I remember Ward White saying if they won hundred games, he would run naked or in his underwear down Bagby or run naked across because it wasn't Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley would never, Aaron, ever say that. It was Ward White's. And I did there was a text. Uh he actually texted Stephanie and I a couple nights ago, or he texted Stephanie and said, Oh, I would hate for the Rangers to win tonight, because if they do, I have to run naked down Bagby. So he knows. Ward White is well aware of what is at stake here. For him having to run naked down Bagby. Uh, this is, but the real question is, can North Texas pull a multi-sport championship run? Cowboys could. Stars could. Mavericks could. Which team is least likely to win a championship and which one is most likely to? I think moving forward, the least likely to this point is still the Dallas Cowboys. Until there is some sort of further playoff success, I cannot trust that the Dallas Cowboys are a legitimate contender in the NFL. I can't. Not under Mike McCarthy, not under Jason Garrett, not with Tony Romo at quarterback, not with Dak Prescott at quarterback, not even with Dan Quinn at D.C. Dan Quinn, who was a Super Bowl head coach with the Falcons, took him all the way there in that fall apart against New England. I I still, of the teams remaining, can North Texas pull a multi-sport championship run with the Cowboys, the Stars, and the Mavericks? All three of those teams are certainly playoff contenders. I think your, your most likely team to win a championship is the Stars the ability to win the Stanley Cup this year? Now, the, the question with that becomes, do you care? I am not going to, as a fellow Central Texan, as someone who grew up in a household where hockey was not just demeaned, but it was treated like Harry Potter. Why would we watch that witchcraft? <laughs> There's no point in having it on the TV. That's how I grew up. Really? We just we, we didn't watch hockey. I got you. It was that stupid sport that there was just no point. That's, we watched, that's that sport that the Yankees play. Yeah, we watched football. <laughs> we, watched, we didn't watch Canadian hockey. We watched football in the house, baseball, and sometimes bas- even basketball was a little far-fetched in our household. You know, in all fairness, I can see hockey not being huge in Arkansas. There's not – what's the closest NHL? Oh, yeah, the Stars. In Florida? And, and I think you have the Stars. I guess you would have some fans root for the Stars, and then right. some fans would root for the Predators, I guess, when Nashville was really good. Yeah. I just think if the Stars probably had the best chance to do that. However – I don't know how many people would care if this now I would pay. I would go to the Stanley Cup finals. I've become a bigger hockey fan the last couple of years. I, I will not 
watch it on TV as much, but going to a hockey game in person is electric. One of the coolest sports atmospheres that exists. I think the Stars have the best shot to win a championship and bring another one to North Texas. I think the Cowboys have the worst shot of the three teams. This is ESPN. And then I think the Mavericks being right there with Kyrie Irving, Luka Doncic, they're going to have to prove a lot. Championship contenders, sure. Should they be in the playoffs? Sure. Top four finish in the Western Conference? I would like to believe so. Would they win an NBA title? No. No. If the Dallas Mavericks win an NBA title this season, I will run naked down Bagby Avenue Clasped hand in hand with Ward White, because I bet he'd agree with it too. And you know what? If the Dallas Cowboys win the Super Bowl, I'll run naked down I 35. Because again, I, I don't know if I can buy into the Cowboys Super Bowl hype until they do something in the postseason. As of 12 17 Central Time, the parade is kicked off, though. The Texas Rangers, luckily, I made no such bets on the Rangers, are the 2023 world champions taking home the fall classic against the Arizona Diamondbacks and while I while I say that I realize how repetitive it is to keep saying that but I'm going to keep saying it. this is your opportunity for the next year to flaunt the fact that for the first time the Twitter header has changed the Instagram and Facebook headers are changed everything says 2023 World Series champions the Rangers did it it's the and it's the first championship here and I think we, we brushed over this too the first championship that Texas has brought home that Dallas has brought home since the 2011 Mavericks. Yeah, uh, it's it's been a while. I don't Before have that. It was what 1999. The Stars the in 98. Stars in 98. Uh, yeah, and that's it. Mavs in 20. I mean, this is happens. This has now happened what twice in a decade. Dallas winning a championship in something twice in a decade. We're talking about the great sports cities like Boston or Philly. The Cowboys have uh, not had a great run at it. The Stars have that one 25 years ago. The Mavericks in 2011 and now the Texas Rangers bringing a winning feeling, a championship feeling back to Texas, something the Dallas-Fort Worth Metro has missed. And my gosh, hopefully they can keep it going. Speaking of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metro, I'm going to call because so many people call it Southern Oklahoma. Bedlam, the final Bedlam game is this Saturday. And what is on the line is the eternal scoreboard for Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Let's take you through last night's TCU and Tech game. We'll preview Bedlam. We'll preview Kansas State and Texas this weekend. How many Big 12 teams will make it to a bowl? And college basketball starts Monday. And the Texas Rangers are World Series champions. This is the Drake Toll Show. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Back goes Jones. Down goes Jones. Only heard here. Parsons beat the left tackle. All season. It's another two-sack game for Michael Parsons. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. Live from Lincoln Financial Field. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Eagles. Sunday starting with the pregame at 2 here on ESPN Central Texas. I'm always so busy and banking quickly and safely is really important to me. So when that next shower comes up, I can check the balance on my accounts... I can buy these decorations, pay for them from my phone, transfer money, and make mobile deposits. Best of all, I can bank anywhere, anytime, on any device, on my schedule. Community Bank and Trust. Member FDIC.
Attention, the information you're about to hear could save your life if you act soon. An electromagnetic pulse would destroy all electronic devices, including phones, cars, and the power grid, forcing the nation into anarchy. With everyone dependent on technology, an electromagnetic pulse, or EMP, will be the ideal way to take control of a nation. Don't leave your family totally vulnerable to enemies after an attack. Go to ggempprotection.com before it's too late. That's ggempprotection.com. You don't want to miss the Veterans Day sale at City Ranch Boot Company. Take advantage of $100 off all exotic boots and $50 off regular cowhide boots. All the exotic wallets, belts, and money clips in stock, $50 off. The store is stocked with boots, belts, wallets, and ladies' bags. The leather includes ostrich, elephant, hippo, crocodile, lizard, buffalo, and cowhide. Also, there will be a drawing at 3 p.m. for a free custom-designed pair of ostrich boots. While you're there, talk with Jay at City Ranch Boot Company about ordering a quality custom-made boot. Former Baylor football letterman in the 1980s, Jay has been an importer of exotic leather for 28 years. He'll help you pick your own leather in addition to the toe and heel style. New boots would make a great Christmas gift. We'll see you at the Veterans Day sale and also Jay's birthday, Saturday, November the 11th, 11 to 3.30 at City Ranch Boot Company, 10-267 North River Crossing, Waco. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Don't miss out on our biggest deals of the year during the Black Friday sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco. Experience the adventure, style, and comfort of the new 2023 Jeep lineup, including the Grand Cherokee, Grand Cherokee L, Renegade, Gladiator, Wrangler, and the Wrangler 4XE. Jeep SUVs are known for their versatility from daily commuting to outdoor adventures. Hurry in and take advantage of these Black Friday deals today and start your Jeep adventure. Shop our great selections of new inventory in-store or online at allensamuelsdcj.com. The only dentist in the Bosqueville Independent School District is Saddle Creek Dental. Since 2007, Drs. Dodd Moore and Jacob Moore have helped patients of all ages while providing them with personalized, gentle care they deserve. They offer laser dentistry, cosmetic fillings, single-day crowns, Invisalign clear aligners, and dental implants. Emergency care and conscious sedation is available. Schedule an appointment today. Saddle Creek Dental, 10104 Saddle Creek Drive and at SaddleCreekDental.com. Good luck, Bosqueville Bulldogs. The Lorena Athletic Association meets the first Monday of each month, and they invite all supporters of the Leopards and Lady Leopards to become members and attend the meetings. Each year, all volunteer Lorena Athletic Association awards college scholarships to deserving Lorena ISD graduating senior student athletes. They also provide needed items each year from the high school and junior high coaches' wishes list. The Lorena Athletic Association is seeking volunteers to work concession stands at home sporting events. Call Lorena High School for more information or check them out on Facebook. Locally owned and operated, Automatic Chef is Central Texas' premier break room vending service provider. For over 50 years, Central Texas companies have relied on Automatic Chef for all their break room supplies. They offer micro markets, office coffee and tea service, breakfast, lunch, and dinner products, touchless vending, cashless payments, and innovative technology. Let Automatic Chef design a break room that fits your needs. 6900 Imperial Drive in Waco and at AutomaticChefCanteen.com. On the road with Mr. Rhodes. Hey, here's a shocker. Cars are bigger than people. So if you're behind the wheel, be careful. Those crosswalk stripes, yeah, they aren't left over from National Painted Street like a zebra day. They mean you need to stop for people in crosswalks and yield the right of way when turning at intersections. And no looking at phones, photos, texts, emails, or holding your jeans or where that nickel fell. Oh, and please slow down. Sound advice. 
Mixed in were professional sound effects. Be safe, drive smart. A message from TxDOT. Childers rolls us through. It's the noon hour on a Friday, and last year's national championship participants, the TCU Horn Frogs, are not going to make it back to the not going to make it back to the college football playoff this season. TCU, after a loss to Texas Tech last night, drops to four and five overall, two and four in Big Twelve play. You go to a national championship. You've got a coordinator with the last name of Riley, Lincoln Riley's brother who helps concoct one of the best offenses in college football. You beat Michigan in the semifinal. You go to the title. You lose to Georgia 65-7. to And then you fall to Texas Tech last night. The Red Raiders improve, improve to 4-5, and 3-3 three and three overall in Big 12 play. Here's the problem with what happened in last night's game, and I'll take you through the entire Big 12 here. Let me hold your hand for a bit because this is, this is not good. Texas Tech now needs two more wins to go to a bowl game. That win saves them from completely being out of the bowl conversation. The problem is their remaining schedule does not harbor two wins within it. Tech has to go to Kansas. That's a top 25 team that just beat Oklahoma. Tech's got to host UCF. Give it to you. It's a win. And then they go on the road against top 10 Texas. The Texas Tech Red Raiders are staring down the barrel of finishing 5-7 and seven this season and missing a bowl game. For TCU. With the loss, they now get Texas at home. That's a loss. Top 10 team coming to Fort Worth. You know as well as I do. The Horned Frogs don't have a great home field advantage. Then the following week, they host Baylor. Granted, I'll give it to them. That's a win. And then they go on the road against Oklahoma at 11 a.m. on Fox on November 24th. That's a loss. TCU will finish 5-7. and seven. If you're following along with the Big 12 standings right now, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas, Kansas State, and Kansas. Five teams have already clinched bowl eligibility at this point. Iowa State at 5-3 and three in that conversation of one win away from going to a bowl game despite their next four games being tough. They're going to need to upset somebody to win that sixth game 
And then the rest of the conference, West Virginia, a win away from bowl contention. BYU, a win away from bowl contention. Like I mentioned, I think Texas Tech is withheld from that. It looks like TCU is going to miss a bowl as well. And there's just no way that Baylor, Houston, UCF, or Cincinnati go bowling. The most disappointing part of what happened last night to me is think about this. As a, as a Baylor fan, if you're a Tech fan, if you're an Oklahoma State fan, you view this conference as going into the new era of the Big 12. This is anybody's league. Anybody can win, right? Wrong. Because we're looking at teams that have been in this league for decades that are now struggling to stay afloat, struggling to stay alive against squads like Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Kansas State. The Texas schools, Texas Tech, Baylor, TCU, who have been here, who have the recruiting base, who have the coaching staffs and the budgets and the stadiums and everything built. I mean, you're sitting in the middle of, look, Baylor just lost out on a five-star kid right down the road. Texas Tech's the one that picked him up. In-state kids, the best opportunity to win ball games, and you're losing to Iowa State, who's 4-1 and one in Big 12 play. You're losing to Oklahoma State, who's 4-1 and one in Big 12 play and 6-2 and two overall. To me, it's frustrating. Frustrating. I don't care if you're not a Texas Tech or a TCU fan. If you're a Baylor fan and you hate both those schools, that's justified. What bothers me so what bothers me so much is the fact that moving into the new Big 12, teams like Colorado, Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State don't just think they can dominate. They know they can dominate, and they likely will dominate if this trajectory is what continues when it comes to Texas schools. Now, over the course of the rest of the Big 12 this weekend, there's an opportunity for well, when we talk Texas schools, we talk UT a lot. There's an opportunity for one of the biggest upsets of the college football season. It's a top 25 game. So on paper, it wouldn't be the biggest upset. That's likely Virginia beating North Carolina, but who cares about that? This one is Texas hosting Kansas State. Let me give you the reason. You might be a UT fan driving down the road right now, but I, I have a reason that Kansas State's going to beat UT this weekend. I think Kansas State gets it done this weekend. And that reason is Kansas State has not just one, but two quarterbacks who are better than Texas QB Malik Murphy. Murphy thrown into action against Houston. You saw how bad he was. Last week against a BYU team that is fraudulent, who is just good sometimes, they were bad. Their offense was fine. Their defense is what impressed me the most. Against a, again, a bad BYU defense and a bad BYU offense. And this week with Malik Murphy, you're facing a Kansas State team that gives you not just a challenge, not just a test. This isn't what you played against, against BYU. It's not what you played when you struggled against Houston. It's a Kansas State team that I picked preseason to win the Big 12. ESPN's FPI gives Texas a 66.4% chance to win this game. ESPN's FPI also says that I'm the most attractive man alive. It's wrong. A lot. And it's wrong in this case as well. Three-and-a-half-point favorites for the Longhorns, missing Quinn Ewers, their starting quarterback. And here's what should scare you, maybe more than Kansas State having two elite quarterbacks. They beat Houston 41-0, who Texas beat by seven. They beat TCU the week before 41-3. I know football doesn't work on a transitive property. Just because one game was close doesn't mean that this game will be close. Doesn't mean that Kansas State is 25 points better than Texas. But K-State has won 82-3 combined the last two weeks Prior to that, they went on the road and beat Texas Tech 38-21. DJ Giddens, their running back, solid. Ben Sinnott, their big tight end, solid. I think Kansas State has the pieces, if anybody else does in the Big 12, to knock off Texas using the same script that Oklahoma did. Now, Oklahoma's script last week was thrown completely out of whack when they lost to Kansas. This week, they get Oklahoma State. 
And in Bedlam, in the very final game of Bedlam, I am praying for Bedlam. Chaos. Mike Gundy has been terrible against Oklahoma over the course of his career, but he's got the opportunity to do the funniest thing ever, and that's win the last matchup these two teams will play. This is it. This is the end of Bedlam. After this, it doesn't exist anymore. This is the last time. Remember uh, Baylor and Texas A&M, those games, how fun some of those games were. Those two teams have not played in a decade. They might never play again. Texas might never play Baylor again. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, this is the end of the rivalry. For Oklahoma State, they have won consecutive weeks by double digits in Big 12 play. Went on the road and beat West Virginia 48-34, putting up 28 points in the fourth quarter. For Oklahoma, they just lost to Kansas in a game where I will describe them as inopportunistic. For a team that has been so opportunistic this season, they faced Kansas. Work with me here. Kansas. They had 19 first downs. Bad. Two for 10 on third down. Terrible. 171 passing yards. Bad. Dylan Gabriel. Not good. Turned the ball over three times. Bad. And it wasn't that Kansas controlled the clock. That's the big thing here. It's not that, oh, wow, that team got lucky. They churned for three yards per play, four yards per play. They found a way to hold the football. No. Kansas had 31 minutes of time of possession. Oklahoma had 29. That, to me, shows that Kansas didn't just hold the ball to win the game. They said, we're going to play our brand of football and say, come stop us. Come beat us. Oklahoma could not. Got buried in a hole and couldn't finish. Two for 10 on third down efficiency. And the worst news for OU is they're facing the best player in the Big 12. You might have never heard of this guy. If you haven't followed what Baylor doesn't play Oklahoma State this year, so you might have never heard of this guy. His name is Ollie Gordon II. Ollie Gordon II was not getting the football early on in the season. It made zero sense because of how good of a player he's been for Oklahoma State, but Mike Gundy refused to hand him the ball. Don't know why. Let me read you his stats, the running back for Oklahoma State the last two weeks. Against West Virginia, October 21st, he had 29 carries. That's all, just 29 carries. 282 yards, four touchdowns. The reason I say 29 carries is all, it sounds like a lot, when you have 282 yards, 9.7 yards per carry, that's good. Against Cincinnati last week, on 25 carries, four less carries, 271 yards rushing. That's a 10.8-yard average. Every time he touches the football, he gains 10.8 yards. They got him involved in the receiving game as well. He had four receptions against Cincy. Didn't need it, but he had it. Against Kansas three weeks ago, 168 yards on the ground, 116 yards receiving. Ollie Gordon II is the best player in the Big 12. He's better than anybody Oklahoma has offensively, especially after Dylan Gabriel fell apart against Kansas. I'm taking Oklahoma State in a home outright upset, dropping Oklahoma to 0-2 in his last two games in Big 12 play and taking the eternal scoreboard against the Sooners. Baylor and Houston we'll get into more in depth later. I'll tell you this, I won't bury the lead too much. ESPN Plus, 2.30 kickoff. Houston will beat Baylor this weekend. UCF goes to Cincinnati. UCF favored by three and a half. John Rice Plumlee, the quarterback for the Knights, is better than Emory Jones, the quarterback for Cincinnati, in a quarterback battle over under 59. I, would, I wouldn't be shocked with how these two defensive defenses have played. Uh, if the over hits and UCF, they're going to win. They'll cover three and a half. Another fun game in the Big 12, Kansas goes to Iowa State. This is a great one because I, I, I don't know. This is a true coin flip to me. The edge that I give Iowa State, you'll have to remember, when the lines are set, when the books create the lines, it's usually a three-point advantage for a home team. So the fact that Iowa State is favored by three in this game just shows that Vegas believes that Iowa State and Kansas at a neutral site would be a completely even game. 
it's not going to be because the 6 p.m. kickoff at Jack Trice Stadium, you know, one of the most raucous atmospheres in the Big 12, Iowa State, despite Kansas having just knocked off Oklahoma, Rocco Becton Company, Eli Sanders and Company, they find a way. They'll improve to 6-3 and three on the season, 5-1 and one in Big 12 play, and still be in play for Big 12 championship berth. Kansas drops to 6-3, and 3-3 three, three and three in Big 12 play as well. And then the nightcap on Fox, BYU at West Virginia. BYU has opted to bench Keaton Slovis for this game due to, quote, injury. He's been banged up the last few weeks. They're going to go with Jake Retzloff, the JUCO transfer Jake Retzloff at starting quarterback for BYU. That jumped this line to 14 yesterday. It's back down to 12. We're to likely settle somewhere around that area. I think 13 at the most. I do believe BYU covers that spread. Night BYU is a different animal. They're like 17-1 and in night games in the last 18. It's something stupid, astronomical. But Garrett Green, C.J. Donaldson, we just saw the way that West Virginia was able to dismantle UCF 41-28. They're 5-3 and three overall. They'll improve to 6-3 and three and be bowl eligible after many thought that West Virginia would not win more than three games this season. The Mountaineers will get it done at home. Over the course of the rest of the show, we'll break down college basketball coming up on Monday. We'll preview that. We'll also give you scores, big game predictions around the top 25 in the country as well. But coming up, the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles. What do we need to learn about the Cowboys this weekend? Because this Eagles team, we know they're good. The Philly, what is it? The the tush push, the brotherly push, whatever stupid name they've given it. They will just do that to victory. Three yards in a cloud of dust and then drop it over, over the top of your head. The Cowboys need to make a statement after that 49ers loss with a win in division play on the road. Can they do it? What will we learn? This is the Drake Toll Show. Coach Dave Aranda and the Bears welcome new Big 12 rival Houston to Waco this Saturday for a salute to service matchup at McLean Stadium. 1230 for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 2.30 kickoff Saturday afternoon. It's the Bears and the Houston Cougars this Saturday. And all of the action is right here on your home for Baylor Bear football. ESPN Central Texas. At CMC Auto Group, we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 and Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes us different. Kristen Clements, a realtor with Camille Johnson Real Estate, has been working in the real estate profession since 2013. Kristen specializes in the greater Waco and surrounding areas. Born and raised in Waco, Kristen is a graduate of Baylor University, and she and her husband and three children currently reside in China Spring. If you're looking to relocate and need a hardworking agent to work on your behalf, call Kristen Clements today, 717-3020, or check her out at CamilleJohnson.com. It's almost fall, school has started, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping, and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then, you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or, why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October, and the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. 
you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Moving is fun, said nobody ever. Jay here from Pickup Outfitters, and let's face it, moving sucks. But we did it, and now we're in our shiny new location. Announcing, ta-da, the new world headquarters of the Pickup Outfitters Center to End Truck Nudity. Maybe you've seen all the work going on Waco Drive with the new silver and red building. The new location is 4535 West Waco Drive, in between the old Richie's Western Wear and Diamore Jewelers. That's just a half mile away from our old location. We got some cool new equipment and services is coming soon but one thing that won't change is that we're still outfitting naked trucks from bed covers and steps to toolboxes hitches grill guards pickup outfitters also does the heavy duty stuff full front replacement bumpers airbag suspension goosenecks fifth wheels come by and see us even if it's just to say hi and get a free cup of coffee pickup outfitters has moved 4535 west waco drive in between the old richie's western wear and diamore jewelers since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bred, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Hi, I'm Baylor alum Dave Smith with RockMyMortgage.com. As an independent mortgage broker with 116 residential and commercial lenders, RockMyMortgage.com is your best option when you need real estate financing. With over 25 years as a mortgage consultant, I'll have you in, out, and saving money with no lender fees and low rates. Whether it's for your personal home, vacation home, or investment property, I have all the options. RockMyMortgage.com, powered by Edge Home Finance, represents you, the Baylor fan, not some big lending company. If you're looking to get pre-approved, visit me at RockMyMortgage.com today. As soon as I find where they lay, tied off them jolly and leaving mines on a long hot summer day. And forever day I'm working on the Illinois River, get a half a day off with pay. Oh, Tobo picking up barges on a long hot summer day. The Turnpike Troubadours bringing us in to the Drake Toll Show. Happy Friday, everybody. The end of the work week and the Texas Rangers on the parade route as we speak. Videos on Twitter just show a mob of people for miles and miles waiting to see the Rangers come by. The very first championship brought home to Dallas in the last decade. The first of the 2020s. There was only one in the 2010s, 
Aaron zero in the 2000s. The Mavericks didn't get it done. The Stars didn't get it done. Uh, the the Cowboys obviously didn't get it done. Uh, am I missing somebody? Dallas FC? Maybe Dallas FC won one that I don't that I don't know about. They I don't think they did. Yeah, two five four six six two sixteen sixty. That's somebody else's. That's somebody else's uh, to give me. So I uh, just got a text here from the from the fee two five four six six two sixteen sixty CNC collision text line says no parade action in ten plus minutes. Fans are getting fans are getting restless. That was at twelve thirty. The action was supposed to begin at twelve fifteen. So seems the parade might be delayed a little bit there. But the videos are just neat. It, it is good to see that Dallas showed up. On a on a midday, on a Friday, folks took off work to celebrate the first championship that this city has brought home in the last decade. As the Texas Rangers win their first, defeating the Diamondbacks five games to one. Aaron, I, I said this to you off the air. I noticed, I see, I realize why Matt does it now. Aaron, and that was the Dallas Cowboys playing the Philadelphia Eagles this weekend. And I don't want to say that I couldn't care less. That is, it is not in that scenario where I'm just completely lackadaisical out on this game. But given the Rangers' win in the World Series, I am a little less excited about the Cowboys-Eagles matchup in Philadelphia. Given what's already happened in Dallas this weekend, I don't want to see the Cowboys ruin the good time that I'm having. And so I'm just kind of having a good time over here with the Texas Rangers as we get the first of two clashes between the Cowboys and the Eagles this season. Cowboys sitting at five and two overall, two and two on the road. The Eagles with three and zero, undefeated at home, seven and one this season. Three twenty five on Fox on Sunday afternoon. The Cowboys have won two consecutive against the LA teams on the road against the Chargers, twenty to seventeen, in an ugly game to follow up that forty two ten loss to San Francisco, and then a forty three to twenty loss where making a win against the Rams. The defense stepped up big. Philadelphia Eagles went to the Commanders last week, winning 38-31. Had to find a way to get it done late in that game where they struggled so much early on. They gave up 31 points. Their defense gave up 31 points against Sam Howell and the Washington Commanders, who were effectively in tank mode. The week prior, though, against Miami, 31-17 win for the Eagles at home. Prior to that, when they lost to the Jets, 20-14 to 14 final score. So of their last three games, two of them have been rough watches. But the same could be said for the Cowboys, who have lost to the 49ers in blowout fashion. A tight win against the Chargers team you would like to have beaten by more and a blowout win against the Rams. Coming into this week, the Dallas Cowboys, five of their first seven games are wins. A game off of the pace of the Eagles for the NFC East, but my jury, my jury is still out on what the Cowboys have done even after that 43-20 to home win. Dak had four touchdown passes. C.D. Lamb, a career day. The defense put up points in a decisive win. Dak was 25 for 31, 341 yards and four touchdowns, one interception. It might have been the best game that I've seen Dak play over the course of the last year and a half. C.D. Lamb having a dozen, a dozen catches, 158 yards and two touchdowns. We talked on this show two weeks ago about whether or not Lamb could be a, a legitimate A1 wide receiver, a Pro Bowl wide receiver this season for the Dallas Cowboys. Is he somebody you dole out money to to be a top target for this team? And he answered that with a yes on Sunday. He was listening to the Drake Toll Show a couple of weeks ago and thought, you know what, I'll show those guys. And then the defense was back in action with eight tackles for loss and two sacks. Matthew Stafford was sent out of the game. He is now out for the majority of the season, if not all the season. 
Bland stepping up at the quarterback role without Diggs being out there. Fifth round pick out of Fresno State, who has four picks this season. We wondered how would this team do without Diggs. He's one of those top two or three guys you probably couldn't lose for the Cowboys. And everybody else has stepped up into that role perfectly. So now after the high note against the Rams, the Cowboys at 15th in the NFL in total offense coming into the matchup are 11th in rushing, 16th in passing. Does that surprise you at all? That's what I put in my notes. 11th in the Dallas Cowboys have a almost, I give them the caveat of almost, a top 10 rushing offense in the NFL. Aaron, <laughs> I don't know if I saw that coming into my stat preview here. Top 10 in rushing. Yeah, I don't see how. I no. Mean, t- Tony Pollard has been very is the well, rest of the, Is the rest of the year. league just that bad at running the football? I guess so, or everybody's just, everyone's just throwing a lot. Because I've been so out on the Dallas Cowboys rushing game. 16th through the air, not great either. But the Cowboys have been really good on third down recently. Third in the league now in third down conversions. Though the big issue we've talked about all season long to this point is the red zone. Dallas is 29th in the NFL in the red zone. That said, we have learned, we've deduced, it's not going to be the offense that wins this team games. The defense, they are third in the NFL overall. 18th against the run, fourth against the pass, 16th defensively on the reds, in the red zone and fourth in the NFL in preventing third down conversions, as well as 12th in sack percentage. That's what's going to get it done. That's The sausage is made defensively. This weekend, for the Cowboys, offensively, Michael Gallup with illness is probable. That has come out in the last couple of days. And the Cowboys, talking not just the on-the-field play, but from injuries to, to the mental lapses, 29th in the league in penalties. For the Philadelphia Eagles, 7-1. and one. That big come-from-behind win against the Commanders. I say big because it looked like for a time they were going to lose that game. They lead the NFC East right now. Jalen Hurts, 317 passing yards, four touchdowns, had a sore knee, quote, sore knee last week. They weren't sure if he was going to play at 100%. A.J. Brown had eight receptions, 130 yards, and two touchdowns. And Jalen Hurts said after the game, we're just enjoying the journey. There's one stop we'd like to make in the end, but it's just a journey. You have to really embrace the process of it. I was shocked, too. I was listening. I, I don't usually I, I get to catch up with some of the highlights, the big, the big headlines. Stephen A. Smith said this week that Jalen Hurts has more pressure on him to win than Dak Prescott does right now. That Jalen Hurts has more pressure to win than Dak Prescott. I think that's complete bull. There's no chance. From the murmurs of the fan base that Dak Prescott can't get it done, He has continually answered that with saying, you're right, I cannot, especially in the postseason. Of course, Jerry Jones, even when it's tone deaf, has stood up to support Dak Prescott following that 42-10 loss to the 49ers. He said, we've got our guy, he's our quarterback, don't worry about it. Now, in this game, to me, it is going to come down more to the defenses. And less of a note, like Stephen A. and a lot of people, and you too, maybe putting the the microscope on a Dak, the microscope on a Jalen Hurts, and saying that's what the focal point in this game is. But it's less sexy than that. It's the defense. The Eagles are third in total offense in the NFL. Seventh in rushing, seventh in passing, first in the league in third down conversions. In the red zone, they're 18th in the league. Defensively, they are eighth overall in the league in total defense. They're number one against the run, but 26th against the pass. 
what this tells me is the Eagles being so good on third down offensively, the Cowboys being so good on third down defensively, that's where this game is going to come down. That's where this game is going to be won or lost. Can the Cowboys defense get off the field on third down? On a third and three, can the Cowboys get off the field? On a third and two, we know they can't. And that's what plays into this too, is the fact that the the Eagles have their tush-push, the brotherly shove, as they call it, where anything around fourth and two, third and two, they get behind Jalen Hurts and carry him across the finish line, whether that be into the goal, in across the goal line, into the end zone, or for a first down. If you're the Cowboys defensively, you cannot allow anything inside of third and three. On first and second down, the emphasis has to be in creating third down and medium, third down and long. Philadelphia has shown it is most comfortable with the tush push. That's what they want to do. You're going to have to force turnovers, get stops on third down, and the game is ultimately going to come down to the defense. The Cowboys need to hold Philadelphia under 21 points. That's a tough task. It's a tough task. But the Jets did it, held them to 14 in their 20-14 to 14 win. In the last two weeks, the Eagles have scored over 30 points, 38 against Washington, 31 against Miami. In this game, you're facing an Eagles team who is 24th overall in the NFL in turnover differential. They're second in fewest penalties. So if, here's the, here are keys to the game here. Here are keys to the game. Turnover a team that is turnover prone. Facing a good team on third down, use your defense that is elite on third down and stop them, especially getting them in third and medium, third and long scenarios. And more than anything, when facing an Eagles team who does not make mental mistakes, they do not have penalties, go out and do the same. You are one of the worst teams in the NFL when it comes to penalties. You can't do that on the road at Philadelphia and expect to win. This is, to me, for the NFC East race, a must-win game for the Dallas Cowboys. It is a make-or-break game for the Dallas Cowboys. You have to go out. You match up pretty well with the Eagles. You have the opportunity to pull off the road upset. For me, this is my checkbook on the line. My money still goes on Philadelphia on the road. I still think Philadelphia is going to win this game. But if you're the Dallas Cowboys and you want to, at some point, take over the driver's seat of the NFC East, do it now. Do it early. We have seen how the Cowboys can struggle in big games late in the season. Don't put it on the big games late in the season. Just get it done right here where you have the opportunity to go ahead and tie up the NFC East, have that tiebreaker over the Eagles, and you can finish this week up for play, up in first place. Mention, the Cowboys get off the field on, th- on fourth down, ranking fourth in the league defensively. The Eagles are methodical. They can chew time. You hold them under 21 points. You take them off the field on third down. Dak, don't turn the ball over. Force the turnovers yourself. And, I, and that's where the Dallas Cowboys can win this game. Divisional game on the road, Sunday afternoon on Fox. The Cowboys and the Eagles, the winner in the driver's seat of the NFC East. If the Eagles win, they take a two-game lead. If the Cowboys win, they are now the new number one team in the division. And that means, I know we're only in early November, but to me, that means a lot in what may be a make or break game for the Dallas Cowboys, especially after you just told me at the trade deadline, we don't need anybody new. If you don't need anybody new to win, then go win. Then go win. Coming up, 
Texas high school football concludes for many teams tonight. For others, this evening marks the beginning of a playoff push. Whether you're fighting to get there, you've already gotten there, you're looking forward to next week. Playoffs on the cusp, and for many, they'll suit up for the final time between the white lines tonight. This is the Drake Toll Show. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Back goes Jones, down goes Jones. Only heard here. Parsons beat the left tackle clean. All season. It's another two-sack game for Micah Parsons. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. Live from Lincoln Financial Field. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Eagles, Sunday starting with the pregame at 2 here on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. It's that time of year. It's football season, and Bird Colgen Ford is a proud supporter of the best high school football teams right here in Central Texas. BK Ford is proud to sell the number one truck in Texas, the F-Series truck, led by our leading rusher, the F-150, 46 years in a row. Come to the largest showroom in Texas and experience better at Bird Colgen Ford. Hugs from patients, like Patrick. It's something QC Kinetics medical professionals experience every day. I hugged them. You should hug somebody who does that for you. They gave me my life back, and I really didn't know where I was going to go because I was definitely afraid of having a knee replacement done. No surgery, no downtime with QC Kinetics regenerative treatments. They give patients relief from joint pain using their own healing properties to repair and restore damaged tissue. And the results? Well, that's why we see a lot of hugs at QC Kinetics. Everything is back that I thought I was never going to be able to do again. I'm still smiling and Sometimes it gets emotional. I get a tear in my eye because of how I was before I went in there. Those smiles and hugs never get old at QC Kinetics. It means patients are finally getting relief. And now it's your turn. Call QC Kinetics today for your complimentary consultation and see if you're a good candidate for these amazing treatments. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. There's a lot of synergy between ExtraCo's mission to build people, businesses, communities, and our company's vision where we are really all about building people. Because ExtraCo is so committed to building businesses, like they even pour into this local community. They pour into us all the time. It's just awesome that they would come alongside us to support us, but also pour back into our business. That's really important to us. To learn more, visit ExtraCoBanks.com. ExtraCo Banks is member FDIC. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Are you stuck in a nine-to-five trap with a limited pay structure and feel like there's no way out, but you know that you're destined for greater things? At Globe Life Giddens Organization, opportunity is unlimited. My name's Parker, a recent Baylor alum who is looking to be in business for myself, but not by myself. And I'm not only on my way to make over six figures within my first year, but I'm building residual income while doing so. We're looking for competitive, motivated individuals to join our team. For career opportunity, text GLOBE to 41372. GLOBE to 41372. The Real Texas Gun Show is Saturday, November 11th, and Sunday, November 12th at the Bell County Expo Center. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom and pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the shows. The vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. Oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show has more than just guns. You'll also find lots of ammo, hunting gear, collectibles, and much, much more. Head on down to the Real Texas Gun Show, November 11th, 9 to 5 at 
and November 12th from 10 to 4 at the Bell County Expo Center. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at mayafuels.net. That's mayafuels.net. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Toll Show, the 1 o'clock hour on a Friday. Jimmy Buffett. What do you think he's up to right now? Oh, can I get a breaking news there, Aaron? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Has that made its way to your to your dad's text? I don't think my dad knows yet. Group? Yeah, they're going to be really sad. When I don't find think my out. dad knows that Jimmy Buffett's dead. He just texted me, RIP Anthony Bourdain. Oh, no. Yeah. I think news travels real slow back in Arkansas. Um... Jimmy Buffett, Volcano, the Perfect Friday song. Weather update today. It is a cool 68 degrees and sunny in Waco. Could not be more perfect. It is a beautiful day in Waco, Texas. Early November. I will get the weather the next couple days is kind of, I am not a fan of when it goes fall and then unfall again. And we have 76 tomorrow, which is nice. 79 on Monday. That is Pretty close to perfect fall football weather. 76, great. We're good. It'll be be a warmer 76. Who cares? Sunny all day. Then 77, 79. Tuesday's 83. Wednesday's 85. I just hate when it goes fall and unfall. Next Friday, that's a great segue. It's a great segue. Next Friday, 64 degrees is the high for a jam-packed day of high school football as the playoffs begin next week. Central Texas teams, plenty of those squaring off tonight. Some of the big matchups to watch out for. I'll tell you, the one that I have my eyes on is Valley Mills. It's a Valley Mills team that has not been great at football over the course of the last five or six years. This year, though, different story. They struggled last year even. Had some really really close losses over the course of their schedule. Uh, this week, Valley Mills faces Marlin. Marlin is 7-2 and two overall. They lead their district, number 17, in their, in their classification. 
Uh, Marlin, a heavy favorite against Valley Mills, but I think the Eagles have a shot. They've cleansed themselves a playoff spot. Coach Bob Featherston's done a great job over there. Marlin averages 200 rushing yards per game. Valley Mills, 163 passing yards per game, which is 50 more than what Marlin gives you. I think you're in for a, a good game between those two teams, and I wouldn't be surprised if Valley Mills makes a good playoff run. That's a fun district to watch. I, I, some of you out there are probably like, oh, it's high school football stuff. It's just a bunch of schools. I don't understand all of it. If you sound like that, I'm sorry. didn't mean to make fun of you. But there are plenty of games to watch, like this one, where you think that is just quintessential. Like, think back to when you were in high school, whether you were at Mart, whether you were at uh, Rosebud Lot, whether you were out there in West, and just these games were the epitome of what high school was for you. And here, two teams get to square off with a lot of things on the line in districts, like Marlins number one, Riesel at two, Valley Mills three right now, and then Rosebud Lot and Crawford. All right there in the playoff conversation. We're talking about a Crawford Pirates team that might miss the playoffs altogether. That's unheard. I feel like Lark Smith right now. Is this what Lark Smith was doing when he was 22? Just getting excited about Rosebud Lot football, Crawford football. That's one of the games that I have my eye on tonight uh, between Valley Mills and Marlin. Maybe the biggest game in area, the La Vega Pirates and the Stephenville Yellow Jacket. It's a top 10 matchup in 4A Division One. That district, District 5 for a D1, houses Stephenville, La Vega, China Spring, and Alvarado. Not going to tell you again. Close the window. <laughs> Stephenville 3-0 in district play, 7-2 overall. La Vega 2-1 in district play. Their lone loss was against China Spring in a tight, high-scoring game, 100 combined points in that one. The Cougars rallied late to take the win over the Pirates, a team that I believe can go deep in the postseason this year. Stephenville, with wins over China Spring and Alvarado, as well as Waxahachie Life, they currently 34 to seven, by the way, against Alvarado last week. A state, another statement victory for the Yellow Jackets. They are outscoring opponents in district play, 124 to 47. La Vega has put up 154 points in three games of district play. They are a, they're a force, and they're gonna give Stephenville a run for their money tonight. Now. If La Vega wins that game, if La Vega wins against Stephenville tonight by, I think it's six or more, La Vega wins the district title. Stephenville will be the two seed. China Spring will be the three seed. The Cougars, the Pirates, the Yellow Jackets all currently awaiting where they will finish out in 4A Division One District 5 this season. They're going to play that Fort Worth district that has like Dunbar and Western Hills. Yeah, you're you're feeling pretty good about the first round all four of those no teams, matter what your seating is in that district all four of those teams should win in round one how about Grosbeck and Malakoff tonight Malakoff the number 63 team in the state of Texas if you ask Max Preps and they've got a legitimate shot to make noise in 3A division one this year Malakoff a squad that I don't know how much we were talking about them preseason but now all of a sudden at nine and oh they get Grosbeck this week, which is a huge game still. I think Grosbeck has a shot to at least make this one close. Malakoff, heavy favorites. Grosbeck, discipline, 7-2. 7.30 kickoff at Malakoff. The Tigers averaging this year 53 points per game. The Goats at 38.2. Malakoff runs the ball for 182 a game, throws it for 150. Very balanced offensive attack. 328 offensive yards per game. But then Grosbeck... 358 offensive yards per game should be a, could be, could be a shootout between those two teams. 
as I look at 3A Division One, interesting to say that with Malakoff at two, you've also got to worry about Brock, who's in there at four, and a lot of people have their eyes on for a state championship this year. Franklin at eight. They spent a large portion of their season at number one in 3A Division One, And the Lorena Leopards, led by a, a, a whole, I would like to say Lorena is the, I, I might say Lorena is the most balanced team in Central Texas. You see a lot of these squads like a Connolly, who's led by Kiefer Sibley. You see a La Vega, who's led by a Junior Thornton. And I know that each of those teams has a good you know, two or three-headed monster. To me, I have been so impressed with what Lorena has been able to do with a whole, from Cools to Smedsamers, just a, a slew of guys who have put it together to make that team a top 10 team in 3A Division One, And not only that, but a team that can still vie for a state title. They knocked off the number one team. Dramatic fashion, play that game, and seven or eight times out of 10, Franklin probably wins. But there's a shot that Lorena can get its second state title in a span of three years, trying to match what China Spring did going back-to-back. And for the Cougars, they are off tonight. Spoke with Coach Tyler Beatty, who will actually join ESPN Central Texas later on for the China Spring Coaches Show this afternoon during the Matt Mosley Show. Beatty said they're going to move a couple of guys around, do something different with the defense, move a bigger corner in Cage McLeod to a linebacker spot, have Kyle Barton play a little bit more both ways. Kyle Barton, by the way, broke the record at China Spring for most points by a single player, most touchdowns by a running back. Cash McCollum, their star quarterback, who's a North Texas commit, he has broken the record for passing touchdowns at China Spring, did it in just 22 games. That is one uh, That is one team that in the postseason with the right adjustments can make a run and win a state championship. China Spring is going to take a lot defensively for them to become a state championship caliber team on that side of the ball, but not impossible for a school that's been there who's done it before to win it again, though their route to get there will feature Anna, Salina, Stephenville, uh, they, could, they could see a Decatur or a Brownwood later on, and then a title game would feature a Bernie or a Tyler Chapel Hill. Elsewhere around Central Texas, Academy, the Bumblebees, sneaky 8-1 and one season they've rattled off to this point. They face Franklin tonight. That game is one that should be a top-10 matchup, could be a top-10 matchup. Academy, their only loss to Lorena, 56-38 earlier this year. We already discussed how Lorena is likely a state championship-caliber team, but Academy's got wins against Salado in dominant fashion. Salado, of course, not what they usually are, but still taking care of business. Beat Cameron in a tight game. Cameron, not as good as we thought they might be, but you took care of business. Beat McGregor by 20 earlier this year. McGregor now 2-7, and seven, and then a win against Rockdale last week. That district itself with Academy, Lorena, and Franklin, not as deep as we usually see it, but that three-headed monster within itself, those three teams who are beating up on everybody else, make that district a force. Reminds me a bit of 4A1 District 5 where China Spring, Stephenville, La Vega dominate, and then Alvarado sits there at the fourth spot with a pretty good distance between themselves and everybody else in play. Games that I have circled myself personally, especially for those that are keeping up with the 4A division race. A lot of Thursday night games. Salina fell to Frisco Panther Creek. Not sure if many of us saw that happening. Salina came into this week, and you'll remember if you were paying attention at all to 4A Division I high school football. Salina at one point was number one in 4A1. This week they came in at number two, and they were projected to win 
against Frisco Panther Creek by a large margin. Now, with that loss, that confuses a whole lot of things. Do you, who's going to win 4A1? Who's going to win 4A2? I, I just don't. Frisco Panther Creek was 5-0 in district play, 8-1 and overall, but you still thought, all right, it's Salina, right? This is the legendary team. This is the boys of fall. Dave Campbell's had them picked by double digits. Go out there and win it by 10. They fall. Meaning the 4A Division I is why that's why I have so much confidence that China Spring or La Vega could make a run at a state title because of how wide open that district is. And that La Vega game tonight for the Pirates is going to be huge. If they beat Stephenville, they've proven they are a top five team in 4A1. There, you could venture to say that three of the top five teams in 4A come from the Waco area. Yeah, had in Stephenville, not really the Waco area, but come from a district that shares teams in the Waco area. How about this one blew me away. Melissa last night. They fell 28 to 7. The same Melissa team that beat China Spring by 30 points, 66 to 33. A team that's got loaded Division I Power 5 talent across the board fell to Lovejoy 28 to 7. Lovejoy finishes at 9 and 1. Melissa at 9 and 1. Lovejoy takes that district. They'll be the one seed and the Cardinals the two. The West Trojans beat Dallas inspired vision 69 to 6. And they have while they had already clinched their ticket to the postseason, West now, I'm telling you, we've got them at Shooter FM, 92.9 Shooter FM, West High School playoff games later on, uh, starting next week for the West Trojans. They'll be on our airwaves, and they've got a shot to make a deep run in this year's postseason as well. That's 69-6 win. A, I don't want to say a marquee victory necessarily for them. It's a West team that was expected to win that game by a whole lot. But what they have done is just blown teams out. They've blown a lot of teams out this season. Anybody who's playing West later on, scared is probably the right word. Killeen Ellison tonight, Lake Belton. They host Lake Belton. Mart goes on the road against Hubbard. Hillsborough and Venus. Chilton and Milano. Bernie and the Fredericksburg Battle and Billies. Connolly at Robinson tonight. If you're a Robinson Rocket, plug your ears. I think the Connolly Cadets will likely win that game by 28 or more points after breaks no I'm just kidding. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I you know I'm I'm looking forward to that game as a former rocket Robinson is much improved and that'll I think that game will be a pretty good measuring stick but I, I think you're right I think Conley may be yeah. at this point still a little too much for him. Conley 3-0 in district play that win against Madisonville told me Madisonville's got a kid going to tech that win told me that Conley who held on late is legit that they are they are for real and and they proved that you know they beat they beat La Vega earlier this year. They gave China Spring a run for its money a, a little bit at least. And that Madisonville win shows me they're they're for real. Robinson at one and two in district play has petered out to an extent. Now tonight, Robinson and Connolly, I I'm gonna go with Connolly by 28 in this game. I think Connolly gets it done pretty handedly against the Robinson Rockets. Despite Aaron, you mentioned it, a great turnaround for Robinson. They're they're gonna go to the playoffs. We're gonna talk about in the offseason how exciting it is to see Robinson football finally not just back, but at least good to an extent. Axel host, I, hosts Itasca tonight. Madisonville hosting Salado should be a blowout win for Madisonville. Belton hosts University. That's a fun one to keep an eye on. University's been a great surprise this year. Yeah, it's a basically a battle for the district title. And I say a good surprise, but they were good last season as well. I mean, this is a university team that now you can't look at and say, oh, well, they, they suck. No. I think Belton's going to win this game by 14 or more, but University has shocked me the whole way. 
I keep looking up and saying, oh, you know, I think this is the week where university finally slips up. No, it killed Robinson. They got so close to beating Arlington Heights. They took out Copper's Cove earlier this season, which most people do. But that win against Elgin was huge. Rouse is huge. Pflugerville Connolly. That university team has been winning close games, and that shows me they know how to win. They know how to win. I've got tabs on their game tonight. For You mentioned it, for the district, effectively, University and Belton. That game in Belton. Rockdale hosts McGregor. Already mentioned Franklin hosting Academy. Troy hosting the Yeoman of Cameron. Temple Wildcats at Copper's Cove. Oh, boy. Who wants to lose that one worse? Silsby hosts Jasper in a matchup of classic Texas big dogs. Kilgore goes to Tyler Chapel Hill. That's a big game to watch if you're following along as a China Spring fan, a La Vega fan, a Stephenville fan. Uh, already mentioned as well, Stephenville hosts La Vega. Another one to keep your eye on, Canyon Lake and Lampasas. Gerald and Lago Vista. Whitney and Dallas Gateway Charter Academy. Alvarado at Waxahachie Life fighting for a playoff spot. Westorn Stark at Hardin-Jefferson tonight. The Anacayotes host Sulphur Springs. And again, a big matchup to keep your eye on, Malakoff and Grosbeck. To those of you who are parents of high schoolers, to those of you who are the high schoolers yourselves playing your last game tonight, either you know it's going to be your last game already, or it could be. It's a win or lose, do or die playoff scenario. That time of year is coming up. Know that our thoughts are with you. This time of year, it's what I think about a lot. Friday, November 3rd, 2023, will be the last time that thousands of Texas high school football players step out on the field for the final time. A lot of seasons will end. Football careers will end tonight. That's a tough thing to battle with if you're a parent of a player. It's a tough thing to battle with if you're a player, the career that you've given to football with doing a little academics on the side. Thoughts are with you. It's a tough day for a lot of people. There are a lot of emotions today where so many kids woke up knowing that today was the last time they'd play high school football in their lives. That's something that I don't want to brush over. Because growing up in a small town, watching small town football, that meant a whole lot to a lot of people. Today means a whole lot to a lot of people. My thoughts are with you. Coming up, the Texas Rangers should be the favorites in the AL to do it again next season. And maybe the favorites to win another World Series. Where should our expectations be? This is the Drake Toll Show. Coach Dave Aranda and the Bears. Welcome new Big 12 rival Houston to Waco this Saturday for a salute to service matchup at McLean Stadium. 12.30 for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 2.30 kickoff Saturday afternoon. It's the Bears and the Houston Cougars this Saturday. And all of the action is right here on your home for Baylor Bear football. ESPN Central Texas. Hi, I'm Baylor alum Dave Smith with RockMyMortgage.com. As an independent mortgage broker with 116 residential and commercial lenders, RockMyMortgage.com is your best option when you need real estate financing. With over 25 years as a mortgage consultant, I'll have you in, out, and saving money with no lender fees and low rates. Whether it's for your personal home, vacation home, or investment property, I have all the options. RockMyMortgage.com, powered by Edge Home Finance, represents you, the Baylor fan, not some big lending company. If you're looking to get pre-approved, visit me at RockMyMortgage.com today. Hi, 
This is Eric Sakura at Sakura Family Ford with my favorite cousin, Clint Sakura. Thanks, Eric. You've seen us on our TV commercials over the years, but our dads are always doing the talking. Now it's finally our turn to invite you to come see us for your next vehicle. Wait, hold on, Eric. Do you think there's a reason that we only get to talk on the radio? Uh, probably because the grandkids are cuter on TV. <laughs> That's true. Take the Sakura exit in West and come see us at Sakura Family Ford where our, our family makes the difference. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, the Tom Evos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Where's your pain? Is it in your knees, hips, your back? Don't let it sideline you any longer. And don't let them tell you surgery is the only option. Hey, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas, talking about QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine restoring and repairing damaged joint tissue the natural way. Get started now so you can live big in 2024. Talk about a great use of your FSA and HSA. Put them to work getting you the relief you need so badly. Again, no drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation, 254-415-4100. Again, 254-415-4100. That's QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. Extraco banks have made so much of our company growth possible. They tailor everything to us. We want to innovate and we're willing to take the risk, but they help us mitigate that risk, limit the downside, Jason Collier is more than just a banker to us. It's been a great partnership, without which we could not have grown our business like we have. To learn more, visit extracobanks.com. Extraco Banks is member FDIC. You don't want to miss the Veterans Day sale at City Ranch Boot Company. Take advantage of $100 off all exotic boots and $50 off regular cowhide boots. All the exotic wallets, belts, and money clips in stock $50 off. The store is stocked with boots, belts, wallets, and ladies' bags. The leather includes ostrich, elephant, hippo, crocodile, lizard, buffalo, and cowhide. 
Also, there will be a drawing at 3 p.m. for a free custom-designed pair of ostrich boots. While you're there, talk with Jay at City Ranch Boot Company about ordering a quality custom-made boot. Former Baylor football letterman in the 1980s, Jay has been an importer of exotic leather for 28 years. He'll help you pick your own leather in addition to the toe and heel style. New boots would make a great Christmas gift. We'll see you at the Veterans Day sale and also Jay's birthday, Saturday, November the 11th, 11 to 3.30 at City Ranch Boot Company, 10267 North River Crossing, Waco. Well, she was born in the morning, late October, set in tone. Now she's ever girl I've ever known. Well, she was born. you back into the Drake Toll Show with Turnpike Troubadours. What do you think, Aaron? You think they can give me a spot on Kicker over there? I got some up. We, we I think some... you could be a guest, DJ. You know the music. Yeah, yeah. You absolutely know the music. Some more local programming on Kicker Country. Maybe the you know, Shooter. shooter. Yeah, yeah shooter. probably Shooter's probably a better spot for that. Yeah. I've got some, yeah, I, got, I could reach down in my bag and give me some old Hank. I'm old enough to do shifts on Kicker. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you, you know what? You can do afternoons on Kicker. Right. We'll move you off the Mosley Show. We'll put Cameron Seward in here with him. Ashea, Cameron. <laughs> That's exactly how it would go. He'd say Cameron about 15 times. Ashea, Cameron. Shisha, Ranger. But unlike me, Cameron would just jump in. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah? Yes, Matt? What, Matt? <laughs> hey, uh, Rangers won the World Series. Yeah, Matt, they did. Uh, Cameron Stewart out of the office today. I still don't know why he did. He texted me and said that he was on a plane and he's flying somewhere and he was in a rental car or something. He hasn't been fired, though many have called for it. Yet. If you, re- if you do want to continue to call for it, 254-662-1660. Jeff Hughes is sending some good texts. This is awesome. He's given uh, live updates, live updates. Every area of the Rangers organization has its own float today. Field staff and company. Uh, the parade is marching through Arlington as we speak. Um, th- this is great. This text. I love the reason for the parade. I love the reason for the parade, but this is one of the worst parades. <laughs> Tony Beasley just went by. Cody Bradford, Mike Maddox. Just an awesome day to be a Texas Rangers fan. And the videos that have come in on Twitter are great. I mean, fans that are packed. It's tough to, I mean, it's packed within itself where it begins but it is tough to tell you without seeing the drone footage. I wish I could walk you through this or show you the video, uh, but seeing the drone footage, it's miles. They span for miles and miles. You see rows of people, you know, 20 people deep, and you think, oh, it's just a thin group of folks down one strip, but then that strip continues on for the span of, of, a, few, of a few miles. I mean, thousands and thousands of people who have gathered in Arlington just outside of Globe Life Field, and sure enough, they got these big trucks that are carrying floats on the back of them, um, and, and I, I will, I'll throw this out here was very surprised that the Rangers did this so quickly. I thought they might hold it for Saturday, maybe Sunday afternoon. And I, what I really was looking forward to was Monday, the Rangers parade being on Monday 
Instead, they opted to have it today during the midday. Wish that we could have gotten up there to be able to host the show. I know a couple of the uh, the Dallas stations were live from the parade, but sure, that's a great memory for those who took off work and decided to watch the Rangers. Always find it so interesting. They do a lot of these parades during the work day, and people are just, you know what? what? It may be once in a lifetime to take off and do something like this, especially when it's Dallas' first pro championship, first major pro championship. Again, I don't know what Dallas FC has done in the last decade, but since the 2011 Mavericks, the Cowboys haven't. The Stars haven't. The Mavericks have not in the last 12 years, and the Texas Rangers did. Which brings up a great question. Can they do it again? 254-662-1660. Are you already looking forward to next year's Rangers? Are you already looking forward to next year's Rangers? I do want to pop this in here, Aaron. We had the Cowboys conversation earlier. And one who's listed as grumpy old fan (laughs) says, the Cowboys will not have playoff success until they hire a real GM. I think you made a great point about this off air. Jerry Jones is just Jed Clampett. <laughs> yeah, I've, he struck oil in the backyard. And, and and look, I'm not saying that he's not smart. Jed Clampett was super smart. I'm just saying he is a... People undervalue a, Jed Clampett. He, he, they do, but he is basically deep down, despite all his money, just a country boy from Arkansas. 100%. And it comes through a lot of times when he's doing interviews. And yeah, it's... It, I know as a former Cowboy fan how frustrating it is. Yeah, grandma used to cook for him. She's a restaurateur. She worked out on the on she worked around the White River, lived out there, and had a cabin next to Jerry Jones on the White River. And she has some very interesting stories that include Jerry Jones, to put it lightly. Uh the old Arkansas boy who does have a couple Super Bowl rings. Has it been for a little bit though? The Texas Rangers, though, who are currently designing their rings themselves, can they do it again next year? CBS and R.J. Anderson released an article today that says the Rangers have four reasons. There are four reasons why the World Series winning Rangers could be even better in 2024. And I do, I think, can they win it? For sure, obviously. But you you proved this year with the Diamondbacks and the Rangers that anybody can win it. It, baseball is a crapshoot. You get hot at the right times. You can win 85 games, and you just find a way to crawl into the postseason, and then at that point, anybody can do anything. Baseball is just that weird. I didn't say if you're not named the Oakland Athletics, you probably have an outsider shot to make the postseason. This team will have as good a chance as, as, good a chance as anybody, but more importantly, I think it is not hyperbolic to say the Texas Rangers will be better in 2024 than they were in 2023. The number one reason that CBS Sports gives is full seasons from young star outfielders. Evan Carter, one of the top stories of the Rangers. Two months ago, this guy couldn't have a beer. He was the three-hole hitter for the Frisco Rough Riders. He was sitting in double-A ball, hoping that one day his dream of becoming an MLB player would come to fruition. There are so many guys who make it to double-A ball and that's where the career peters out. Who get to high A ball, to triple A ball, and never find themselves in the MLB. Not only did Evan Carter do it, he did it in the World Series. And in this postseason run over 17 games, he batted 300. He slashed 300, 417, and 500. 10 extra base hits, three stolen bases. He had been in just 23 big league games before October. Then played in 17 postseason games and was so good that the Rangers could not deny him a spot in the lineup even when lefties were pitching down the stretch. You will get a full... He's not even a, he's not even a rookie yet. Next year is his rookie year. 
Obviously, he'll be the favorite for rookie of the year. But he won't be the only rookie outfielder in the club. Wyatt Langford, who many thought was better, he was the bigger name than Evan Carter two months ago. Picked number four in July's draft. Wyatt Langford out of Florida was the guy. And I was like, all right, bring up Wyatt Langford for the postseason run. Even if the Rangers only win a series, even if the Rangers only win a game, even if they don't win a single game, at least Langford is there, right? He's the number two prospect in his class over the summer. Number one, Nolan Shonowell of the Los Angeles Angels, who went up and was insane immediately. Dylan Cruz, Paul Skeens, all those guys. Wyatt Langford in the fat middle of them. He's a Texas Ranger. You'll have that guy stepping up next season. And we haven't even mentioned what guys like Adolis Garcia will, be, will bring back to the team. Leody Tavares will be back with the team. Ezekiel Duran, what could he bring to you? Travis Jankowski back with the team. We went through the nine players yesterday who won't be back, and the biggest name on there is Andrew Heaney, maybe Jordan Montgomery. Next year's team, with more experience from the outfield, and still guys like Adolis Garcia back, will have a legitimate chance to win another. Mentioning Evan Carter and Wyatt Langford as two big reasons why. Another one listed from CBS Sports. Empowered management and front office. This is no longer a let's lose games. For six years for the Rangers, the vernacular, the rhetoric was, we can lose games, that's fine. They settled. They settled. There was no trajectory. There was no, we'll be better next year for X, Y, and Z reason. We'll bring in a Cole Hamels, but we won't put anybody else around him. He'll be the lone bright spot. Now you have empowered management. CY wants to win and is going to win and will pay the money to win. Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, Jacob deGrom, Max Scherzer, Jordan Montgomery, Aroldis Chapman, all key free big name pieces. They had made their name before signing with the Texas Rangers, joining the Texas Rangers, being traded for by the organization. They were already good. And now you get a core of those guys back. Jordan Montgomery, you'll have to work out. Aroldis Chapman, fire him into the sun. But the rest of those guys, you have an opportunity to bring back with the organization. So you want to win. And you're going to win. Young at this point can ask the ownership, how nice would it be to win another? What, what exactly are you willing to do to win another? Now, maybe this means even taking, look, let's go out and get somebody else. I, I, so many people have had the Otani conversation. I don't think there's any way the Rangers pitch out for Otani. You don't need him. <laughs> and he's looking for 12 years and $500 million. You don't need that. But maybe this means you re-sign Montgomery. Maybe it means you take Ezekiel Duran, who would probably be a good trade piece, and send him somewhere else to get another mid-rotation starter to fortify the bullpen that was so rocky in the regular season. They're going to have to do something with the bullpen. You figure out Montgomery, Martin Perez, Mitch Garver, Travis Jankowski. There is some work to do with Jankowski and Perez, though I think those guys will likely be back. But you don't have to bring them back. You already loaded so much. I say shell out for Montgomery, say goodbye to Aroldis Chapman, Mitch Garver, you figure that out as well, depending on how much he wants. Then, here's this. The division isn't good. Here's where the Rangers will walk to a playoff berth next season. Half their division games, a majority, a good a portion of their division games, yeah, half, are against the Angels and the Oakland Athletics. That's a good problem to have. Shohei Otani will leave the LA Angels. He's the one reason that Anaheim was good. 
and he's leaving. I say the one. You have Mike Trout, who feels like he's banged up every th- couple. When he, when he does play, he's great. And one guy's not going to beat you. The Knights, he does have three home runs. The Angels always lose. The Angels are beginning a full-on rebuild. They just called up a guy. He's the youngest player to play. The earliest the guy's been called up in Nolan Shonawell since the 1970s. They're doing everything they can just to try to lose and rebuild. Then there's the Oakland A's. They're still going to suck. So you should win a great portion of your game against the A's and the Angels to get you into the postseason conversation. Then you're tussling with the Astros and the Mariners. And we just don't know how the offseason will pan out for the A's, for the Astros, and the Mariners, while albeit the A's and the Angels should be bad. As for the Astros, they're looking for a new manager now. Jury's out on how they'll pan out over the next couple of, uh, over the next couple of years. They are not in as safe a spot as the Texas Rangers, especially without a manager. And the fourth reason, according to CBS, why the Texas Rangers are in a great spot to win another World Series next year, better health for key players. What we didn't talk about enough, enough down the stretch, because you got to talk about what's in the moment. you got to talk about, hey, here's what the Rangers can do right now to win. We can't just sit here and cry over the fact that Jacob DeGrom was out, over the fact that Max Scherzer missed time, over the fact that Nathan Evaldi missed time, that Gray was out for a while. You can't sit on your hands and just say, hey, I know the Rangers have a shot at the World Series, but look how banged up they are. We didn't do a lot of that. But now, next season, the Rangers have the opportunity to be healthy. Everybody gets to reset. DeGrom can come back midseason, maybe even early next season, depending on how the trajectory of his recovery goes. And with a completely healthy Rangers team, an easy division, experience for Evan Carter, experience for Wyatt Langford, the core of your team back. You work out a couple of deals with Montgomery. You maybe bring in a new piece in the bullpen. You have LeClerc back. You have Seeger back. You have Simeon. You have Nathaniel Lowe. You have Jonah Heim. Mitch Garver, you can work out a deal for. Adolis Garcia is back. Grom, Scherzer, Gray, Ivaldi. That is the best team in Major League Baseball. I really believe that is the best team in Major League Baseball. They just beat the Astros, who many consider to be in that conversation. I think they're better than the Dodgers. The Rangers are the odds-on favorite. They will be the odds-on favorite to win the AL and the odds-on favorite to win the World Series going into 2024. If you're excited about the Rangers World Series now, get excited about the fact you can root for them to to contend for a World Series moving forward. When we come back, let's pick some of the games this weekend. NFL, college football, the big ones. We'll bring those to you on the Drake Toll Show. Recently on the John Moore Show. Max Muncy, uh, Baylor baseball, headed into the Baylor Athletics Hall of Fame. Thank you very much. It means uh, kind of kind of means everything, you know. It's um, Baylor. It's such a special special place, not only in my heart, and my family's hearts. You know, it's a uh, it's where I met my wife, and it's where I learned about becoming a man. And baseball was always the afterthought, and it's uh, it, it's just a place that helped me further who I am. Tune into the Voice of the Bears weekdays from two to three p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. At CMC Auto Group, we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 and Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes us different. 
When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. NMLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. So I have been in the operating room most of my career watching people have orthopedic surgery, watching people get knees replaced, hips replaced, shoulders fixed, and I knew there had to be a better way. That's Dr. Daniel Zuckerman, a medical director for QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in non-invasive regenerative treatments for pain relief. I see so many people who could have been helped before they got to the operating room if only they had known about regenerative medicine. QC Kinetics, a natural alternative that uses your body's own healing process properties to help restore and repair damaged joint tissue, providing long-lasting relief without drugs, surgery, or downtime. Well, it feels great when I do get to see somebody who we help, who I know I kept out of the operating room. It's amazing how we change people's lives without surgery. Call QC Kinetics for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. The Real Texas Gun Show is Saturday, November 11th and Sunday, November 12th at the Bell County Expo Center. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom and pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the shows. The vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. Oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show has more than just guns. You'll also find lots of ammo, hunting gear, collectibles, and much, much more. Head on down to the Real Texas Gun Show, November 11th, 9 to 5, and November 12th from 10 to 4 at the Bell County Expo Center. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Waco is known for Texas traditions, a booming economy, and a world-class university. It's a great place to live, and Monk Wilson Mandela is a proud member of the Waco community. Monk Wilson is a business law firm with deep Waco roots. They are proudly embedded in the Waco community and understand the immense potential of this growing city. Their attorneys live in Waco. They understand the court system unique to Waco and throughout Texas. When Monk Wilson attorneys represent you, They help you grow your business and bring relevant ideas to market. More importantly, they protect your business locally and nationally. They believe in the power of passionate people and innovative ideas. They believe in Waco. Learn more about Monk Wilson Mandela's Waco office by calling 254-362-2300 or visit their website, monkwilson.com. That's M-U-N-C-K Wilson.com. That number again, 254-362-2300. How the devil's going to set me free. How the devil's going to make me a free man. The devil's going to set me free. <laughs> 
Sounds like the old record play my grandpa had. <laughs> what that is? Put a little effect on that? I believe it's uh, our wonderful computer buffering again. That's awesome. Fun little ox cord. Kaleo bringing us back to the Drake Bowl show. It's a witching hour. College football this weekend. Brought you through the high school games earlier. Took you through some of the Big 12 matchups as well. <laughs> witching hour music works. <laughs> right. And uh, the NFL will take you to the NFL as well. Top 25 matchups this week Kansas State and Texas. BKR, Texas Memorial Stadium. I look, it's a, it's a hard pick here. As somebody who follows the Big 12 very closely, who went to Baylor, who enjoys when Baylor is good and wins, it's easy to not like Texas. Texas is the better team. I have enjoyed watching good Texas. I enjoyed watching Texas beat Alabama. I don't think it happens this week. I think Kansas State gets the best Longhorns outright in Austin. Not the toughest place to play. By the way, Aaron, I just got a call. Um, how about this? Update from the parade today. The This is at 10.50 this morning. 10.50 in the morning. Parade started at 12.15, by the way. Reports out of the Rangers parade. The vendors are completely out of beer, and Texas Live is out of all domestic taps. Apparently, due to the short turnaround from the time the Rangers won the World Series to having a parade 36 hours later, there was already, there was already a shortage of cervezas in the Dallas area, and the parade only hurt that fact. So there is no alcohol as of 10.50 on site. Then, a second update at 12.02, a Miller truck. Miller took complete advantage of the opportunity and pulled an entire truck up to the parade to give out, I say give out, to sell more alcohol. Rangers fans partying big time today. Uh, Elsewhere in college football, though, as we continue to get updates on the Texas Rangers World Series Parade, Ole Miss hosts Texas A&M. I I think Texas A&M, bigger, stronger, I don't know if I would say faster than Ole Miss, but Ole Miss with Jackson Dart has more weapons. Vaughn Hemingway Stadium, 11 a.m. Three-point favorites for the reps. I'll take it. Give you Ole Miss and a win over Texas A&M. How about Dabo Sweeney? Tyler facing Notre Dame this week. Number 15 team in the college football playoff rankings. Notre Dame fighting Irish on the road at Clemson Memorial Stadium. 11 a.m. Three-point favorites for the fighting Irish. That's a rat line. Clemson. Wins outright upsetting number 15 Notre Dame. You know it. Notre Dame is just bad. As a program for the last two decades has been bad in the big games. I consider this a big game. Clemson in desperate need of a win or they will completely fall apart. The wheels will fly off. Dabo feeling pressure gets it done at home. Other matchups to keep an eye on. Number 12, Missouri at number two, Georgia. This one on CBS this week. Maybe the game of the week in college football. Eli Drinkwitz has turned around the Missouri program when we once thought we once thought that he was going to be fired. Had he had an okay season at Missouri, not just a bad season, but an okay season at Missouri this year, they would give them the can. The Tigers are 15 and a half point underdogs at Georgia between the hedges of Sanford Stadium at 2:30. I every week there's a big line on a Georgia game. I keep saying, ah, this is the week that Georgia doesn't cover. This is the week that Georgia gets upset. And I think this week, that is still true. While I would love to pick Georgia to lose, or Georgia to win, I should say 50-3, to three, 
and then that reverse jinx give Missouri an opportunity. I do, I still think this is another week where Georgia might trip. Missouri played them really close in Columbia last year. Como was a, a madhouse, and Missouri could have, should have won that game. This year, the Tigers take advantage of having one of the best quarterbacks in the country with Brady Cook. Schrader, their running back, is the best in the SEC, and they get it done in Athens. They cover 15 and a half. Do they get it done winning-wise? I don't know, man. I hope. I'm just tired of seeing one team dominate everything and everybody. Missouri and Georgia, 230 on CBS. Number nine, Oklahoma at number 22, Oklahoma State. I gave you the reason why. His name is Ollie Gordon II. Ten touchdowns, 1,087 rushing yards as well. He has been as hot as anybody else in college football. The running back for Oklahoma State facing an Oklahoma team that was susceptible to the run against Kansas and ultimately lost that game in, in Lawrence. Now going to Stillwater, the last Bedlam game. This is for the eternal scoreboard. And Oklahoma State gets it done. They cover six. They went out right. Make yourself some money. Cal at Oregon. Oregon by 24 and a half. Give me Cal plus 24 and a half. It's one that I circled because the line was so large for Cal team to play USC within one last week. Kansas, number 21 team in the country, going to Iowa State. Iowa State, a three-point favorite at Jack Trice Stadium. 6 p.m., a night game in Ames in November. Never bet against the Cyclones. Kansas just beat Oklahoma. They're bowl eligible at 6-2. and two. They're 3-2 and two in Big 12 play. If they run the table, they have a shot at a Big 12 championship appearance. Not tonight. Tomorrow night. Iowa State moves to 5-1 and one in Big 12 play. 6-3 and three overall. Punch their ticket to a bowl game a day at 5-1 and one in conference. Have the real shot at a Big 12 title. Iowa State gets it done at home against Kansas. The favorite wins. Washington at USC. Number 5 versus number 20. The LA Coliseum. Washington favored by three, over-under of 76.5. Don't tug on Superman's cape, don't pee into the wind, and never bet the over on 76.5. Give me the under this week, and give me Washington, minus three at USC. Colorado, who is the king of the castle, a couple of weeks ago, they are 4-4 and and 1-4 and in Pac-12 play. 13-point underdogs at home. Folsom Field in Boulder, Colorado, facing an Oregon State squad that's 6-2, and 3-2 and two in conference, number 16 in the college football playoff ranking, and just lost to Arizona and Jed Fish last week. Not this time. They're going to win. Oregon State over Colorado, dropping the buffs and Deion Sanders to 4-5 and five overall. Deion has pulled his play-calling duties away from his offensive coordinator and given them to a quality control coach. He had to promote the quality control coach in the midweek so that he could be on the field to call the plays. That's not good. Oregon State wins. And then top 25, last two to break down. Number 19, UCLA at Arizona. UCLA favored by two and a half. Give me the home dogs. Arizona has been on a hot run here as of late. They keep it going. I think Jed Fish is going to be dangerous moving into the Big 12. They beat Oregon State. They beat Washington State 44-6. to and they win it this week. Arizona at home upsets number 19 UCLA. Then the biggest game of the week to me. It's been the biggest game of the last two decades. Alabama and LSU. ESPN gives the Crimson Tide a 62% chance to win this game. It is the nightcap. CBS 645. Alabama number 8. LSU number 14. The Crimson Tide have owned this series under Nick Saban. And they do it again. LSU's won three straight convincing fashion, including a double-digit 10-point win at Missouri. 
three weeks ago. Alabama, the comeback against Tennessee. They struggled against Arkansas. Struggled against Texas A&M. They don't struggle this week. LSU's defense. LSU's defense has been a hole for that team. As good as the offense is, I think their offense is going to put up 24, 27 points on an Alabama defense that has not been crisp. But the Crimson Tide get it done. Alabama at home on top of LSU. Let's take you through the Big 12 as well as we round out a couple of the college games. Baylor and Houston. The Baylor Bears have been bad. The Houston Cougars have also been bad. Baylor is undefeated against new Big 12 teams. They beat Cincinnati and UCF. Following their 30-18 uninspired loss last week to Iowa State, I expect an uninspired game again. Houston, utilizing Donovan Smith, utilizing a ground game that has a couple of different guys that can carry it, and a fairly good receiving core. Samuel Brown in there. Houston comes into the game in Waco and leaves victorious. Three-point underdogs. Houston wins this week. Two defenses that are not good. Two offenses that are not good. Houston shut out last week. Baylor got rolled by Iowa State in a gross, gross, again, if if you have tickets to the paint-drying competition in Italy, make it out there. Houston wins over Baylor. The Bears will not make a bowl game this year. And in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. I just, I know Dallas is so good defensively on third down. The Eagles are so good offensively on third down. That's what this game might be won or lost. I just, I foresee the Eagles getting in enough third and short scenarios, enough fourth and short scenarios, utilizing their two-yard and a cloud of dust tush-push. The ESPN FPI projector has a 49% chance for the Cowboys and a 49% chance for the Eagles to win this game. The rest of the percentage is on a tie. Right split down even. Eagles being favored by three means in a neutral site, this would be even. These two teams perfectly matched. But at home, on Sunday afternoon, the Philadelphia Eagles will beat the Dallas Cowboys. Final score, 27 for Philadelphia. Dallas leans on Brandon Aubrey, as they've done most this season. Scores 19. 27-19. Cowboys don't crack 20. I think if the Eagles do crack 20, the Cowboys struggle to win this game. Give me the Philadelphia Eagles to win it. It's going to be a tough weekend. At least the Rangers won the World Series. The parade today, the trophy in Arlington, the first Dallas championship in a decade. At least that happened. I foresee a tough weekend in Central Texas as the Longhorns lose to Kansas State as Baylor loses to Houston, and as the Cowboys fall to the Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe the Dallas Stars will give you a couple of wins. I don't even know if they're playing. The Mavericks in that weird NBA in-season playoff thing. I'm going to go as long as I can and not talk NBA. <laughs> oh, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about things that aren't the NBA on the Drake Toll Show. Coming up is John Morris. He'll break down Baylor and Houston this week with a little bit of Rangers on the side. Matt Mosley, I heard he's got a whole lot of eulogizing to do. For one, Bobby Knight, you'll hear from him coming up from 3 to 6. And we'll see you again right here on Monday. Cameron Stewart will be back in studio. 
Aaron Sexton runs the board. This has been. It always will be. Thanks for making it your lunchtime. Listen every single day. The Drake Toll Show. Go!